And yeah, really what I do, like I said, is I help entrepreneurs, investors, and individuals save $10,000 to $100,000 in taxes, legally and ethically. And I really do that through a methodology that I call the CPA success system. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast, where you find amazing people that do amazing stuff and they can teach you how um, you too can be amazing. And uh, I think we've got a very, is this a serious topic? I, I try I try not to keep it make it too serious, but it's it's an important topic. It's not fun though. I try to make it fun, but it's ge- generally speaking, it's not the most exciting topic. Yeah, man, we're gonna tackle some stuff today, man. We got the tax man. Okay, so you're <laughs> yeah. not the tax man, but you teach people how to get the tax man up off you. That's right. So yeah. are you as you? What would you be called? As what do you call? It? What's so, your title? So I'm a so. On paper, I'm a certified public accountant. CPA. Yeah, so okay. CPA and then a tax strategist. So providing entrepreneurs, individuals, investors strategies on how they can proactively save $10,000, $200,000 in taxes legally and ethically. How to save $2,000. Bring your mic up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. $10,000. 10000 to 100000 Yeah, $10,000 to $100,000 in taxes legally and ethically. First off, why we got to pay taxes? <laughs> That's a great question. And you know what? And why is it that it seems like wealthy people don't pay taxes? It's it it seems that way. So if we if we look back at history, so really what the tax taxes are for is for the government to generate revenue, right? So sure. they take that revenue and they're supposed to do things to serve the country, the community, such as like building roads, uh, innovations, et cetera. So that's what that money is used for, potentially helping lower income individuals and creating opportunities. So it's really used, it's supposed to be used to help support us and kind of keep the economy and everything thriving and keep it going. And why it may appear that when I think that's a huge misconception, that's that's a, a myth that I try to debunk, is like it's, it seems like the rich and the wealthy paid no money in taxes, but really, I call it the 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 ignorant and the enlightened. That's what it really comes down to. Meaning that you don't necessarily have to be rich or wealthy in order to be able to save money on taxes. You just once you know the tax game, once you know the tax code, and you know how to maneuver it, then you can save money on taxes. But rich and wealthy people do they, spend significantly less in taxes, though, right? They 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 tend to they 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 tend to, but because they communicate and they have the people in their circle understand the tax code or they work with people that can help break down the tax code to to them to help them save money on taxes. Mm, okay. Well, go ahead and introduce yourself first because I got some tough questions for myself. <laughs> I need to know myself. Well, appreciate you for having me on. My name is Amisho Valbrun. I'm a certified public accountant, tax strategist, and award-winning author. Also go by Money Making Mitch. So if you can't pronounce Michelle, I also go by Money Making Mitch. And yeah, really what I do, like I said, is I help entrepreneurs, investors, and individuals save $10,000 to $100,000 in taxes legally and ethically. And I really do that through a methodology that I call the CPA success system. So you're going to find like, I use like a lot of acronyms because when I was, when I was coming up and when I was learning accounting and taxes in school, you know, I had to do, I had to memorize a lot of formulas. I had to do different things in order to pass the CPA exam. So I'm just really big on acronyms. So that CPA stands for clarity. So I help an individual when someone first comes up to me, first I help them get clarity on their current situation. So like if you if you were to give me a call, I'll take a deep dive on your situation, understand, okay, how much money are you making? How many assets do you have? And just really do a deep dive and help you get clarity on currently where you're at. And typically that clarity comes with you realizing that you're overpaying in taxes. 
And then the next part of that is power. So once you have that clarity, then I give you the tools and knowledge and information that you need in order to be able to get yourself to and take yourself to the next level, whether that's saving 10,000 to 100,000, whether that's, you know, setting, setting up your life and your business to be more tax efficient or whatever the case is. And then last but not least, that A piece is accountability. So actually working with someone that's going to help you, you know, be able to take accountability and actually implement those things that I, that I share with you. Mm, okay. And how long you been in the game? I've been in the game for over 10 years. Over 10 years? Yes, sir. What got you into it? Why CPA? Why? That's that's an interesting question. So for me, like my parents were were entrepreneurs, right? So they actually had a, a tax business. So I'm mm-hmm. originally from South Florida. Oh, your parents, parents had a tax business. Yeah, yeah, they had oh. a tax business. Yeah, yeah. So I was back, born into this. Yeah, yeah, I was born into it, but I didn't know that I was going to to get into it. I seen them do it, but I it wasn't. It, I didn't consciously say, "Hey, I wanted to get into taxes." It just kind of naturally happened. So what? As my life progressed, what ended up happening was like, I already always knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur because I seen the life they were living. So with that, I was as I was getting to entrepreneurship, I had a teacher tell me that, "Yo, accounting is the language of business. If you if you if you get into accounting." You understand accounting, you're gonna be like a beast in mm. business. So and, and and it really did help me. So just naturally as I progressed, got through, got through school, you know, they it's you just keep hitting different milestones. So you go, you finish school and they're like, well, you need to get a CPA. So I go out and get the CPA exam. Yeah. It's like, okay, now you need to work for this company. So then you go out and try to do an internship with, you know, you know, the big companies out there. And then you, it just happened, happened to naturally progress that way. Mm, got you, got you. So were you an entrepreneur? When did you become an entrepreneur? So I became an entrepreneur about, I would say, three three years ago. Like, oh, officially, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's when I kind of seen you moving. Yeah, that's you when I mean? really was heavy, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm, I'm starting to see you um, everywhere, really. <laughs> How do we meet, Mitch? Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. So I remember, so I... I met you first, or I, I knew about you first because I'm a big fan of ET, right? Mm-hmm. So Eric Thomas, huge fan. I think he had a, what was the conference? I think it was something ready, get ready, stay ready, something like that. Stay ready, yeah. Stay, stay, stay ready. ready conference he did in Atlanta. I pulled up. I was I was going through. I was looking at the roster. It was you. It was Inky. I think it was Jeremy Anderson mm-hmm. on there. Yeah. And um, yeah, you came up and like your style of speaking was just, it was different. You know what I mean? It was just so authentic. It was natural. You know, I'm so used to E.T. Thank going you, up there. Yeah, I'm used to E.T. coming up with all that energy. And you just came in there, you're like, yo, this is what you need to do. Da-da-da, business. And you were giving out tips on, like, just entrepreneurship, etc. And then, um, then I kind of, I started following you. And then I, I noticed that you had a post saying that you were doing some some event at the, at the Google headquarters out here. Yeah. And you collaborated with uh, a gentleman who works for Google. Yeah, yeah. I pull up, I went over there. I went up to you, introduced myself, and I told you some of the things I was trying to do and you're like, join the meetup group. I got yeah. I got this uh I think at the time it was called Sleepless Nights Sleepless Coaching. Nights, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got in there. Um I stayed in there for like well over a year and mm-hmm. I got just and like the what was impressive to me was like <laughs> how, how how much you pour into the group. Like, I think, what are you doing? Like six days a week, five, five days, days a week. week. Still doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Every day it. consistently. Like yeah. ho- holidays sometimes. I'm just like, bro. Oh, man. yeah, everyone. Yeah. If and it land just, on a Monday through Friday. Yeah. You're getting this work. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I joined that group. And then I guess we started knowing each other through yeah. that. And then that's, that's kind of how it happened. Yes, because I want to say um, you're pretty fresh in terms of like, 
the entrepreneurial thing, yeah. right? And then I just started to see you everywhere. How did you get on the Red Table Talk? Explain that. The Red Table, so uh, Sister Circle? Yeah, Sister Circle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sister Circle. Sister Circle. Sister yeah. Circle. Yeah, uh, networking. <laughs> networking, literally. So, yeah. That, real talk. Yeah, just, just networking. I happen to, so coincidentally enough, so well, I have a... Uh, one of my one of my good friends, like one of my one of my best friends, he's he's like groomsman at my wedding. Um, his wife was friends with one of the producers, and we've been and I I've, I've been knowing her like forever. You know what I mean? Like, well, not forever, but like I've been knowing her for some time. Very casual, didn't know what she did, and it just so happens that you know I figured out that she was um she was a producer on the show, yeah. and then and then coincidentally, even before that. And this is just, this is the great thing about just being, the, the timing and everything was perfect because before that, I remember I was in your group and I was asking yeah. you about like, yo, what do I do to take this thing to the next level? You're like, write a book. <laughs> you 100%. just told me, you said, you, said, you, write, you said, write a book. I was like, okay, so I, I wrote the book and I wrote the book Prolific Profit. So I think that even positioned me even more. And then before that, I was doing like YouTube videos pretty yeah. consistently so then I, I I sent her a DM and I was just like, yo, <laughs> I got this book out. Yeah. Um, this is one I want to talk about. This is what I do. And she's like, cool, send me some videos. They saw one of the videos on there about like the top five ways to suspend your tax refund. Mm. They enjoyed it. And yeah, that's that's how was, that's how I got the opportunity. There it from. is. Yeah. Moral of the story, I'm the best coach in the world. Okay. <laughs> so join the morning meetup, the morningmeetup.com. Okay, so let's get into this big scary stuff, man. Um yeah. As an entrepreneur, okay, yes. what I do is I'll go buy a blank T-shirt and I'll get the shirt printed and I'll pay these people for this process. And then I sell it to you and you give me $25 for the T-shirt. Right. Do I have to pay taxes on that? You give, I give you $25? You give me $25. Do I have to if pay it's, taxes? If it's, if it's a product... You should be paying sales tax, or you should be withholding sales tax. Yeah. So some someone someone's paying, someone's got to pay the tax on it for sure. So that's yeah, that's how that works. So if I do that, a hundred thousand dollars worth of money, mm-hmm. and I don't, what's the problem? They don't call me the first year. I get away with it. What's the problem? <laughs> Bro, <you> can... <laughs> yeah. Um, sales tax is one of those big things that 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 um. They they get you for it. If, if 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 they didn't hit you up, they know. Like if especially if you got money coming through, like payment processes and all that. I don't know if it's all cash, but they know it's. They, I think they I think they know, How and they, they just kind of let it. They let it accumulate because these these companies are reporting. So like, let's say you're using Square. Square has to let them know. It's like, hey, this individual made this kind of money, and they're letting them know. And they should be, um, if you make a certain amount, they should be giving like a, a form or a 1099, et cetera. So they know. Um, so then if you don't do that, then you could pay fines and penalties, et cetera. So um, mm. you should be, you should be with, with, the, with the sales tax, you want to be withholding it. And then depending on the state, because it's, it's managed by the state, you either want to pay it on a monthly, quarterly, whatever the, whatever the, um, the frequency or the... Or the when you say they know... Like, do they like see it and they're just they're just like building a case against me? It, that 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 could be possibly it. So that could be one thing, or they just haven't gone around to it because you gotta you gotta think about it. Like we got hundreds of millions of people in this country, right? Yeah. So they may not get the chance to see everything. So either they're going to 
either they're going to, they haven't gotten to it yet to reach out to you on it, or maybe they, they haven't gotten to it, but it's, it's, it's a dangerous game to play. Mm. Yeah. You know, how do people get caught up in tag? Is, is it like they're spinning the wheel, say, okay, Wesley Snipes, you're the one today, right? So is it at random, like when right. they attack? Yeah, so um, there is a, a small percentage that's random, and then there's certain red flags. So, like, depending on depending on how you fill out your taxes, so if there's, like, miscalculations, if there's, like, if you have, like, huge deductions, let's say you don't you make a little bit, of, little bit of money, and they see this huge deduction, you're just showing a loss, you're not paying any taxes, right. they're going to want to look into it. Um, there are certain other things in there that if you put it in there, it may cause a red flag. And then in the case of Wesley Snipe, I mean, that's a public figure. You know what I mean? For so sure. like, they know he's making money and he's probably, either he's, he, when he's doing the taxes, he's not showing like any money or he's just not doing them at all. And then that's how people get caught up. And another thing too, what, what a lot of people end up messing up with is as an entrepreneur and like Wesley, Wesley Snipes is technically like, like an entrepreneur, right? He's not a, a W-2 worker where your taxes are already taken out. Right. So what happens is a lot of people, they, they're not withholding and like withholding on the taxes that they pay and they're not paying it out throughout the year. So what ends up happening is because you're making all this money, you're not even thinking about taxes. You're just like, yeah. I'll pay when, when tax season comes through, whatever. And, you know, that's, that's how people get, get caught up because they end up allowing it to actually, so I'll give you a, a, a real life scenario. I was, on a, I was on a call with a client the other day. And they were in the medical field and they were getting paid like as a 1099. So they do like, they're, they, they do, um, they work in the medical field or whatever the case is. And they weren't withholding taxes. And this individual is making like $200,000, $300,000, a ton of money, mm. not holding taxes because they didn't know. And that accumulated so that for that year, I think it was, they, they were supposed to owe like 100000 and didn't pay it. The next year, um, they didn't withhold it, withhold their taxes. So that was like another hundred that they had to pay. And then they finally got a letter from the IRS, like I think three years later, telling them that they owe plus fines and penalties. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. 
Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. ...which brought up to like $300,000 and interest. Mm. So, yeah. Are you able to negotiate that? Yeah. So negotiate? Yeah, so there's a couple ways to, to reduce that. So you can do what's called like an offer and compromise with, with the government. So basically, yeah, like a negotiation saying, hey, I'm going to pay it off over this amount of time. Um, and then sometimes they can reduce it for you. There's another another option is just filing for bankruptcy. So some people do that, unfortunately. So that might be a route to go. Um, going ahead and just doing a payment plan and just paying it off. So you could time. call them, okay, I owe 100000 be like, yo, listen, bro. I got 50 for you right now. Hold me down. <laughs> Wipe away that other 50. They sometimes take that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, if you get gotcha. so at the end of the day, they just they they want they want money. They want most of the money. You know what I mean? I'm not why well, I'm gonna say everyone should pay the full amount that they owe. For sure. You know what I mean? But do you yeah, feel like an obligation as a as an American to pay taxes? Like do you, like when people started talking about um evading taxes and stuff like that, do you feel as a certifi- certified public accountant, like I feel we all need to pay taxes. No. No? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yes or no. So this is this is what I think. So I think we there could be an argument made, and this is like a radical idea. I think there could be an argument made that it's actually unethical or unethical to overpaying taxes, meaning that that money that you didn't necessarily need to... So, what? well, taking a step back, so you got two concepts as it relates to tax. So you have tax avoidance and you got tax evasion. Tax avoidance and tax, yeah, and tax evasion. evasion. Okay. Tax evasion is illegal. Tax evasion is where you're underreporting your income or overstating your expenses. That's tax evasion, or just not even paying the taxes. Mm. That's evasion. That's I think what Wesley Snipes was doing. You got tax avoidance where you're looking at the tax code and you're legally and ethically using the the things that are in the tax code to reduce how much money you pay in taxes. And then the reason why I think there can be an argument made that it's unethical or unethical to underpaying or to overpaying taxes because that money could be used towards your family. That money could be used towards your business. That money could be used towards charity if you're a good person. You know what I mean? Because despite who, you know, Democrat, Republican, whatever the case is, I personally feel like I can use my money better than, you know, 100%. the way they use it. You know what I mean? So that's how I personally feel. And then think about this too. And this is what I always tell people. People don't realize how much money they spend in taxes. So when you make Money, when you make income, you pay income tax. When you pay for something, you pay sales tax, what we just talked about. When you buy property, you pay property tax. When you sell the property for more than what you paid for it, you pay capital gains tax. When you die, you pay estate tax. Someone is paying estate tax. So we're getting hit with taxes left and right. So it's not like you're not going to pay no taxes during the year. It's just a matter of you, again, being aware of the tax code and then figuring out, okay, how do I legally and ethically reduce how much money I spend in taxes. Got you. So for um, small business entrepreneurs, what is the best practice? Like, what should we be doing? Yeah, so there's a couple things. So one, definitely you want to be aware with uh, of the tax code, right? So whether that's working with a, a tax professional, CPA, just getting educated on that. So that's number one. And then number two you just want to make sure that you're taking advantage of the, the ways to save money on taxes. So the six big ways to save money on taxes is maximizing deductions. So just being aware of how you can maximize your deductions. If you don't know what a deduction is, basically a deduction is an expense that you have in your business. And there's four requirements that the IRS has as far as deducting 
things from your income. And the four requirements, I call it tax-free and another acronym. So the free, the first part of that free is it needs to be for business. So okay. if the expense is for business, you can go ahead, write that off, take that off from your income. The next part of that is R, which is regular. So it needs to be seen as regular or ordinary for the business. So again, like you, what you're doing so right for now. for the business and the yeah. R is regular. Re- regular. So or, uh, the IRS calls that ordinary. Okay. So in your case, right, so you have this podcast, a regular or ordinary expense would be lights, microphone, camera. Those kind of things are considered ordinary or regular for the business. Maybe um, if you're buying like, I would say like if you're buying like nail supplies for this you know, and you're not and you're not doing nails or not talking about mm-hmm. nails, like that's not regular or ordinary for this type of business. So you want to make sure it's ordinary. The next part of that is essential. The IRS also calls that necessary. And it just needs to be what you need in order to have your business generate revenue and be profitable, et cetera. And the last part of it is extravagant less. So it can't be extravagant. So one of the things that people do is like- Extravagant less? That's a, a word I made up. So oh, it's a word okay, gotcha, to make gotcha, that free. Gotcha, gotcha. I, 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 it was a stretch. Sure. It was a stretch. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's it reaching on that last A, a, a little bit of reach. <laughs> but the IRS calls that um, not, not extravagant or lavish. So basically what that means is that let's say you're going out to a dinner or whatever, you can, you can deduct for a business meal, right? So you can go ahead, have a meal with someone, a client, a, protection, a potential client or a customer, and you could deduct for that meal. But if you're going out there and you guys are dropping like 10,000, you guys are buying, popping champagne and doing all this other stuff, then that could be deemed as potentially extravagant or lavish. It's like, okay, the IRS is going to look at that as like, okay, you're doing the most. And then mm-hmm. they're going to want to, Dive, dive deeper into it. And that's how people get audited and start, you know, raising red flags with the IRS. You should use like economical. 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 I like that. You like that's, that? That's a real word. Yeah. <laughs> Except it's extravagant less. less. It threw me through a loop because yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah. You're, it's like almost like a double negative. A little, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I feel you. Economical. I like that. Yeah. I wanted to. So the thing about it was I wanted to use a word that they use, but I like that economical. I'm going I'm to switch it up. That's what I'm here for, man. Best coach in the world, man. Go to the board of me. Appreciate you. Be a part of this. Okay, so you, so are you good with money, would you say? I would say so. Relatively good. So I know a CPA. I was not good with money. Do you feel like understanding how money works and actually like saving and stuff like that yourself? Right. It's two totally different things. That's 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 true. So, yeah, knowledge is not, doesn't necessarily mean application. Yeah. Facts. That's real. Is, so what, what are some of the things that you would say, like, you're good with money? Like, why do you say you're good with money? Yeah, I say I'm good with money because I, I believe that I make great investments as it relates to, as it relates to my business. So if I'm, if I'm going to spend money, I already know where that money is going to be. What the, I already, I, I, I'm pretty analytical. So if I'm spending money on, a certain expense, I already expect to, I expect to try to have at least like a, a 2x return or potentially 5x return on that money that I invested. So that's, that's one way. Give me an example. So an example would be, something invest, I invested in, so I recently invested in a program to teach me how to use IG or whatever, right? So I spent like $2,000 on a program and I think I ended up making like $30,000 within a month. So like, mm. that's like, that's kind of what I mean by like, just trying to be like responsible and Re- researching the individual and making sure that whatever they do actually What program works. was that, though? It's one of, someone I found on IG. Somebody you just randomly found? Someone I kind of, well, ran, yes and no. 
No, no. So I didn't know the person before. So she was she was making content, creating content about how to make money online uh-huh. on IG, and I DM'd her, and I was like, "Yo, can you can you show me the game?" She's actually, coincidentally, she's actually a, a lawyer attorney. Oh wow! And she gave me game on how to do that. So what did you learn that took you from two thousand? You you took your investment of two thousand to thirty. What did you learn? Yeah, a couple things. So really, with IG, I just didn't know how to post, bro. So honestly, I was just like. I was just posting random things. I post my personal life. I right. wasn't, I wasn't, the biggest thing was I wasn't adding much value. You know what I mean? So I was just kind of posting things that I thought were important. So that was one thing. Consistency. I wasn't consistent with it. Right. And I think the biggest thing was really just uh, ads. So like paying uh, influencer ads. So going on Ooh. big pages or whatever, paying them some money to, to post my content and if it's good content, valuable content, like the the, the gems that um, Neil was dropping, yeah. that actually inspired me to really start looking and diving good, into that good. podcast y'all did. Yeah, he was talking about his one thousand dollar hack and all that kind yeah. of stuff. I was just like, okay, yo, let me let me let me look at a little a little more into IG because before I was looking at IG, I was just like, people aren't here just posting random pictures, mm. and you know, I, I I didn't understand. I didn't see. I didn't really see it as a true monetization tool because I was heavy in Facebook ads gotcha. before that. Mm. So it was like the consistency. You just didn't know how to post at all, which is glad. I'm, that's why I'm glad we're doing the boot camp. <laughs> everybody's going to leave understanding what you now know. Well, yep. in, in terms of anything you struggle with on social media? Right now? Yeah. Anything sure you want to know? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to sell you on coming to my boot camp. <laughs> I'll pull up. I, I'm a, you you kind of sold me no, on that. I want to yeah, pull up. It's, it's about to be amazing. I think... Honestly, for me, content creation, yeah. which is funny, right? <laughs> content, but I'm not even saying that just to like, so me, I'm pretty good at, so what I, my, my, my comfort level in my space is like tweeting. Yeah. So I, I'm good at, you know, I can come up with a really quick t- tweet because it's a few characters or whatever, sure. but actually thinking about, okay, because I know video pr- converts pretty well and that creates a better, better, bigger connection with your audience. So like coming up with thinking about ways that I need to, how do how do I go about creating a lot of videos mm. that I could use and post and they'll be able to convert well and get a whole bunch of engagement? Got I got you, my brother. You I got, got that in you. there. So I actually have a course coming out too, but the boot camp is like really going to be like impactful. It's like one-on-one stuff. But yeah. yeah. So actually by the time this drops, I probably had a course out. So okay. yeah, I appreciate you helping me sell the course yeah. <laughs> to my people. All right, so, okay, so so back to the numbers. Yeah. Um, give me, where the most entrepreneurs mess up in terms of handling the money? Because it's hard, man. It's, you know, and now that you say it, I think that the government figured out a way to protect employees by taking their money first, straight out of the check. It was, it was a way for them to protect themselves because before it wasn't, it wasn't taken out of their, their payroll. Really? Yeah. When, when did this? I don't remember. I, I think it had to be a few, had to be hundreds of years ago. But I know when they first started, like when they first started having wages, they weren't taking, they weren't taking out of the paychecks because they knew people, if they, they know that if they just leave it up to people, they're not going to go ahead and Absolutely they're not, not going to pay it. Right. So they're just like, you know what, let's just go ahead and create a system to where it's like automatically pull out the account. Yeah. And that's why I say, I think it's to protect us too, because it'd be a lot more of us in tax trouble. Yeah. Because like we, who who just first off, and this is just me because I just hate doing it. <laughs> Every year, 
I plan on paying taxes quarterly, every year. And you should. I plan on it. I plan on it. That's the goal. Yeah. It's on my resolution list. Right. And I don't. And then I'm sick when they just want this chunk of money. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. That's why I'm about to call. I'm about to, I'm about to call them like, yo, I, yeah. I, need, I got a negotiation for you. <laughs> yeah, you need, to be, you need to be paying quarterly at least. Um, How do you do it? You call the IRS? First off, every time I call them, they just never. They're, they're not the easiest people to get in contact with. Yeah. So they got an online portal that you can go ahead and put it through. Just, I can't negotiate through the online portal, though. Oh, if you need to negotiate, then we need to have, a, always convers- need to have a conversation. Okay, yeah, we need that. Because they send you the bill, they want $100. But you know you can call them and say, yo, I got 80. <laughs> is that right? That is not as as. They want to take me for this podcast. You know what? No, pay the full <laughs> so, thing, okay? Yeah, pay the full thing. <laughs> There's there they, they provide an option to do that, but it's it's <clears throat> it just, it depends on, because you're dealing with people too, right? So like, Depending on who you talk to and right. your situation, like you or whatever, your financial situation. Like, so it's you kind of can see it like a little bit like if I gave you a simple example, like student loans a little bit, you know what I mean? So they take they take different things into consideration. So rule number one is call with your humble voice. They're like, hey, man, <laughs> Don't come out go through some tough times, man. You know, COVID, COVID, right. it took us out. So, okay. Yeah, I'm using COVID. Oh, they're going to attack me for this. They go, all right, so so what should we be doing as not, okay, we want to pay quarterly, but how do you pay quarterly? Yeah, so if you make if you make more than $1,000 in profit, you need to, you need to pay, um, you need, you got to pay, you got to pay them up front. So basically the way it works is there's, there's, there's a couple ways you could do it. So you want to, es- you can estimate how much, you're going to to make um, per quarter or during the year. So a good rule of thumb is like maybe between 30 to 50% of your your profit, which is like a super conservative amount. Mm -hmm. And then there's also what's called like the safe harbor rule too. too. So this is kind of not necessarily a loophole, but a a pass that they'll give you to avoid fines and penalties is if you look at your past tax return and then see how much you owed, if you pay... At least, um, and it depends on different scenarios, but you definitely want to pay at least 100, if not 110% of that number, whatever you owed. And then if you if you go ahead and use that as your estimate, then they're going to give you a little bit of a pass at the end of the year. So even if you owe more than that, they'll say, okay, at least you you made an effort. You looked at last year. And that's that's kind of that's kind of the way you could do it. But really, yeah, you want to you want to submit it quarterly. There's a the date, the upcoming date now is uh, January 15th. And then just every quarter after that, you want to go ahead and go through that portal online, fill it out, create an account, and then make that payment. But what if you make less? Do they give you a refund? Yeah, potentially you can get a refund. Potentially what? Potentially, the, or they'll give me my refund. No, no. But check this out. This is this is this is yeah yeah the what yeah yes to answer your question yeah if you if you overpay okay, yeah good. you get a refund yeah yeah, yeah. Ooh, I was, I was okay I, I was I was thinking about something else yeah you'll get a refund okay yeah yeah it, once once you guys once you go when it's tax season you guys pretty much you know tax season is pretty much just squaring up do I owe you do you owe me and then yeah they'll give you a refund if you overpaid or put too much in there got you and what is January fifteenth that's the what's that's the the estimated uh payment date for the fourth quarter. What's going on, family? David Chance. I want to give you a special invitation to The Morning Meetup, themorningmeetup.com. It is the only organization that gathers every single morning, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, And we help you learn entrepreneurship, grow as an entrepreneur, become an entrepreneur, or you just get to be in an environment, a network of all entrepreneurs. Literally hundreds of entrepreneurs gather on a Zoom call 
every single morning, Monday through Friday, okay? So I want to give you a special invitation to help grow your business and your brand all this year, okay? Every single day. You eat every day for the for your health. You brush your teeth every every day for your hygiene. I need you to learn and grow every single day um, for your mindset, okay? So make sure you go to themorningmeetup.com. It is only $1 um, trial. You don't need a promo code. Just go $1, themorningmeetup.com. Check it out. If you like us, stay. If not, after that, it's $79 a month, but I'm pretty sure you're going to enjoy yourself, okay? So go to themorningmeetup.com. I love y'all. See you in the morning. The estimated payment date for the fourth quarter. Yeah, so for for uh, for the fourth quarter in 2020 or whenever the fourth quarter. Last year. Okay, got yeah. you. And when's the next date? The I think it's uh, March. I'm trying to... So pretty much every quarter every you quarter. have this yeah, deadline yeah, yeah. to pay yep. what you owed from the quarter. Yeah. Oh. That's that's the that's the right way. To, that's what you should be doing. And is that what you do for people? I can help people with that, yeah. Like, do you do it for them? Like, I, I do what it costs, yeah. Yeah, okay. I can do that for them, yeah. So do you do bookkeeping too? Yeah, I have, a, I have bookkeepers on my team. Oh, yeah, yeah. So full service little agency. Yeah, yeah. Not a little agency, it's a dope But yeah, agency. yeah, no, I got, I got, Pretty much everything from accounting to tax, even some business-related things. Yeah, then yeah, we we could we can handle that for you. That is awesome. Yeah, so I'm not right. I'm the CEO, so I'm not doing everything. But like, I got I got people on my team that are doing sure. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, got you, got you. What are the questions that most um, business owners ask you about taxes? What do you yeah. think people like? They're just super confused about. Uh, a couple of things, bro. Like the the one thing it, that I find a lot of people miss out on. So new entrepreneurs is they'll say, "My business didn't make any money. Should I file taxes for it?" And my my answer is like, "Yeah, absolutely, yes, hundred yeah. percent." Because that 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 even though you didn't make money in the business, that might show as a loss. So if you have W two income, that loss could be applied to that W two income or whatever you've already paid into the tax system, and potentially get a refund. So that's one thing. Another thing that people don't even don't get or people are confused about even in the accounting industry like even CPAs don't, are not even aware of this so you have a concept called uh, legal entities and you got tax entities all right so a legal entity is filed with the state a legal entity is going to be your sole proprietorship an mm-hmm. LLC a corporation partnership so those are your legal entities the LLC the limited liability company what it does is it protects it provides protection from your personal assets. So if someone that comes to your business, it provides that protection. And the LLC, and this is what people get confused about, and when I post about it, people get upset because they think I'm lying about this, but the LLC inherently doesn't provide any tax benefit. It's just, it's, it's just legal protection. That's not how you're taxed. You don't, you don't get taxed as an LLC. An LLC, is, that's why it's considered a disregarded entity for tax purposes. An LLC is... is- a disregarded entity for tax purposes. For tax purposes. So the LLC doesn't inherently have tax benefits. What gives you the tax benefit with the LLC is the default category that you get taxed. There's ta- the default tax entity that you get hit with is the sole proprietorship. If you're a single member, mm-hmm. if you're a part, if you have more than one person, then you're a partnership. So then you have tax entities. So you could be a sole proprietorship. You could be a partnership. You could be an S corp. You could be a C corp. Those are your tax entities. What are you? So I am a S-Corp. Yeah, S-Corp. S-Corp. So the, the thing with the S-Corp is, well, taking a step back. So an LLC, so the great thing with the LLC is you can choose how you want to be taxed. So you could be, an, if you're a single member LLC, you could be taxed as a sole proprietorship, 
You could be elected to be taxed as an S-corp. You could be elected taxed as a C-corp. You want to, with the sole proprietorship, uh, you get taxed automatically 15.3%. That's how your taxes are. That's one of the ways they calculate your taxes. That's self-employment tax. So that's the government's way of like, when you're working a W-2 job, you pay 7.65%. Your employer pays 7.65%. So that's kind of like the government's way of doing doing that. You're the employer and the and and the the owner, so they're taxing fifteen point three percent on the profit of the business. So with the S corp, one of the benefits is instead of getting hit with that fifteen point three on the profit of the business, you actually just get fifteen point three taken out on the salary that you pay yourself, which is one of the requirements with the S corp is that you have to pay yourself a reasonable compensation or salary because they know that you no longer have to pay fifteen point three on the profit. So they want to get that money from the salary that you pay yourself. So an LLC. I make $100,000, I got to pay 15% on $100,000 as a business. Profit. If you make $100,000 profit, 15.3, yeah. Got you. So if I'm an LLC, I make $100,000 profit, I pay $15,000 or 15% yeah. on the profit. Yeah. If I'm an S-corp and the business makes a, a profit of $100,000, I pay myself $40,000 and I pay the 15% on the $40,000. What about the other 60000 that the business made? So because, so uh, S-Corps are pass-through entities. So that gets passed on to your personal return. So whatever your tax bracket is or whatever your, your tax rate is, then that, that, that 60000 gets passed over to your, your personal return. The 60000 gets passed over to my personal return. But it doesn't get hit with that automatic 153 so it, it's, it saves you money. It ultimately just saves you money. So they don't tax the 60% at all? The, no, the, it, it does get taxed. So it gets added on to your personal return. So it gets added on to your, to your 1040. So the 60, you get the 60,000, but that 60,000 goes ahead. Like, let's say. All right, um, so, so real quick, just, just so I'm following. Yeah. My business makes $100,000. Yes. I paid myself 40,000 yep. as an employee, which means I'm going to pay 15% on the 40,000. But there's another 60000 that my business profited. Yep. The government looks at that as 60000 that me, the person made? As a distribution. Like, so the, like a dividend. So it gets carried over to your personal return. So you have, so with the S-Corp, you, have, you file what's called 1120S. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the business return. So that's, it calculates your, your income, your expenses, et cetera. And then that profit from the, the 60000 it goes over to the, the 1040, gets carried over to the 1040. And then whatever your tax, let's say, let's say you're married filing jointly, right? So you have the 60,000, you, you already have the, the 40,000 that you pay taxes on. Then you have the $60,000 that's added to it. And then you have um, whatever, let's say your spouse makes. So then they use, they calculate all that. And then that's how they come up with how much, how much you pay in taxes. But that other 60000 isn't hit with 15%. <clears throat> and does it get hit with that automatic 15.3? Yeah, 15. Mm. So that can save you just like that, just that move alone. Like if you calculate the difference, that's like the marginal difference of what you're saving in taxes. That's like thousands right there. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So the best practice is, to, is there like an app that you recommend? Yeah, there's a there's a couple apps that I that I recommend. So and then going back real quick to the S corp. So when it makes sense to switch over to the S corp is when mm-hmm. you do fifty thousand dollars or more in profit. That's another question I get. It's like people was like, when should I switch over to the S corp? It makes sense when you have fifty thousand or more 
because that's kind of like the break-even point. You know what I mean? Gotcha, gotcha. Yo, okay, I'm gonna get over to the tools. Don't let me forget the tools. <laughs> Yo, I got like, I got mad LLCs, bro. It's ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> Every time I have a good idea, I start something, I start another LLC. I slowed down a little bit, but uh, what do I need to know? What you need to know is there's a couple of things with LLC. So one, I think it's if you have different types of businesses, I think that makes sense to make a different LLC. So that's that's fine. Or should I do different S-Corps? Or should I have one S-Corp that houses these LLCs? That's that's a great question. So another question, that's that's a very common question too. So the way you look at it and the way you, the way you kind of structure that is you have operational income and you have investment income. Operational income and yeah. investment income. Okay. Okay. So in that... And I usually do this with the diagram, but like, let's just say on the left side, you have operational income. Operational income is like active income. So income that you're making from like a business that you're actually working, actively working in, W-2 income, um, anything that you're actively working in, that's that's operational income. Then you on the other side, you have investment income. So like that's passive income because they those get taxed differently. So you have like real estate investments, you have maybe things that you're doing with the stock market, your investment accounts. That's the passive income. So you got okay. your operational income and you have your investment income. If it's operational income, that's when you need to start considering things like, you know, switching over to, to an S-corp because then you'll get hit with self-employment tax. On the investment income side, you're not necessarily getting oh, hit slow with down. that. If I switch over to self-employment, I mean, S-corp, I'll get hit with employment tax. No, so on, if, you, if, you, if, you have, if you have businesses that are, that are operational, that are considered operational or active, then those those businesses would be subject to that 15.3 self-employment tax that we're talking about. Gotcha. So if it's not that on the investment side, the investment side doesn't necessarily get hit with that 15.3 because it's passive income. Mm-hmm. So those have like different tax treatments. So if it's an investment, you could just throw it in an LLC and give yourself that legal protection. Remember, this doesn't give you necessarily a, a tax... It doesn't necessarily have inherently have like a tax um, implication. It's just there for legal purposes to protect right. you. So like, let's say you have a tenant that tries to come sue you. It can come after your personal assets. So you have the investment income, you have the operational income. And then what you want to do is you also, ultimately, you want to work with an attorney on this too. You ultimately want to go ahead and have those all sit like in a, what's called a revocable living trust. A revocable living trust, okay? Yep. So trust is going to pretty much as a document stating how is your assets going to be allocated. Like in the event that, you know, you were to pass or something were to happen, how are your assets going to be allocated? And you want those. And that also, if you if if they come into the revocable living trust, it also gives you more protection as mm. far as someone coming after you. So that's, that's definitely, uh, estate planning is not talked about enough in our community. Is that's, that's Let's talk thing. about it. Estate planning. Estate planning. So tell me, uh, if you don't mind, how is your estate set up? I mean, you got to give me numbers, but. Yeah. So with me, and I still, I'll be honest, I still need to do the vocal living trust. Mm-hmm. So it's really, it really makes sense, especially if you have children. Like, like that's like a must, like guarantee. We don't have children yet. So I haven't gotten into the, like the whole revocable living trust thing. But basically what you want to do is, like I said, you have your operational income, you have your investment income, and then you want that investment income and your assets to go ahead and flow into that revocable living trust. And then basically in that revocable living trust, you could say, okay, like, you got a daughter, right? So you say, if I were to pass or whatever, my daughter gets all my businesses or whatever, and her husband can't get it. Like, you could put that, mm. you can get that yeah. kind of that specific and that detailed in there. 
So that's 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 um that's the way you want to kind of have that set up is and then also too, like I said, your investments go in there, everything goes in there. Wow. Wow. Okay. But like I said, that's that's more of like the attorney lane. I I kind of like I touch on it a little For bit, sure. but I don't go like deep. I always partner with an attorney and I have them. I, I go ahead and do my processes. I go ahead and draft it up because I, I can have a, I get 70%. I feel, I feel like I could put like, I could get 70% there to 100% there. And then I get the attorney to go look at it. Gotcha. Give me the blessings. Gotcha. Like, yo, this is good. Let's roll with this. Gotcha. And that's, that's the way it's set up. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, all right. So give me some of the tools that we need as entrepreneurs because um, we don't think about it until it's tax time. Right. Right. Are there some tools that you would use to, um, if, if somebody can't afford a bookkeeper? Yeah. What are some tools? Yeah. So one of the, a big tool is QuickBooks. So QuickBooks is, a, is an is an accounting tool that you could use to go ahead and record your transactions. So you got your income, your expenses, your assets, your liabilities. You go ahead and use QuickBooks for that. So that's relatively easy to use. It's easy to use, but it's it's hard to for some people to implement because yeah. people are not in love with accounting. So, yeah. you know, that's why a lot of people hire bookkeepers. But, you, I mean, you can do it. You can go in there and basically classify your transactions. So QuickBooks is good. They have an app for that. So that's going to be important for people to use. Another app to use is um, MileIQ. MileIQ. Yeah, I always recommend my clients to use MileIQ. Or QuickBooks also does it as well to re- record and track your miles if you're recording mileage. So, as it relates to like auto expenses, you could either do actual expenses or you can do mileage. If you're doing mileage, then you want to make sure that you have that documented and recorded to like, it's basically, it's funny the way, the way it works is as soon as you start driving, it takes up a lot of battery, by the way. So just, <laughs> just give me guys a heads up. You guys, if you guys got a, a, a The app a, a kills phone, your battery. Yeah, it kills your battery gotcha. because it's, it's picking up every time you're driving. Right. So once you start driving, then... It, once you're parked, it says, was that personal or business? And you kind of like swipe, swipe left, swipe right hmm. to let know whether it's personal or business. QuickBook, is that on QuickBooks or the app? The <laughs> they, both do, they both could do it. MileIQ, oh. they both can do it. And it's already embedded in the QuickBooks app? Yeah. If I got it. Because I got QuickBooks on my phone. Okay. Depends on You know how to set it up? Yeah. Let me it's see. It's a business. Um, you should have it in there. I should have it in there. Hold on. Hold on. One second. Um... Okay, like, because for 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 the, for the audio experience, you know, I'll do it after this. Okay. I'm, being, I'm being selfish. <laughs> I'm being mad selfish. Okay, so uh, QuickBooks, MileIQ, any other? Yeah, those are the two big ones. And then um, you could you could you could also take uh, photos on QuickBooks, but you also if you if you don't have QuickBooks, like let's say you're using a spreadsheet, which a spreadsheet is is cool just starting off, right? Especially if you don't have a ton of transactions. Right. Um, you, there's an app called Cam Scanner. And it's it's you can be used for a lot of things, but I like to use it for for tax purposes because you could take a photo of something, and it literally turns into like a scan document. Like the quality is like impeccable. Like you wouldn't uh, even know that you know what I'm saying it was just a, a, a picture on the phone. So they go ahead, they render it, and it's like a scan document. You could use that for you know documents document documentation purposes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When you um. Obviously, well, I don't know. Obviously, but what does your wife do? So my wife is actually she's a she's like an IT auditor. IT auditor. IT auditor. So she's she's also a CPA, but she's also oh really yeah yeah she's so we we actually met in in college yeah I bet so y'all y'all yeah. go through all the numbers in the yeah, household we, huh? we talk we it's it can get like you said a little bit boring yeah. <laughs> we talk we talk accounting talk we talk yeah CPA talk so um 
Okay, so I, I want to understand now how, like, do you have the understanding of how Donald Trump, let's just say, makes so much money and doesn't have to pay taxes? Or, you know, wealthy people. And I don't, I don't know if it's a bad thing. It's just they understand the rules that were laid out by their ancestors. Right. And it just kind of rolls that way. So how is that? Yeah, so there's a couple of things. So one, uh, uh, and... The, the 750 is an amazing headline. He actually, he did he did pay taxes, right? So if you look at like line, line 26 of his tax return, he paid like over a million dollars in payroll taxes. That 750 that he owes is just the, the underpayment that he missed on that million dollars of payroll. So he does pay, like I said, you're going to, I hate when people, it's, I don't want to see you, you, you it's, it's, it's kind of hard to legitimately not pay any taxes at all. So he's paying taxes, but he's not paying as much as a lot of people because he's taking advantage of the tax code. So the the tax code favors business owners and investors. And you know, he's heavy in the the real estate game. So there's there's a strategy called a 1031 exchange, right? Mm -hmm. So basically what that, the way that works is, let's say you invest in a property, property's 500,000 and you sell that property for, for 1 million. You have okay. to pay five hundred thousand. That difference, you have to pay capital gains tax on on, on that difference, right? Right, 20 percent, right? With the ten thirty one exchange, you can actually take those proceeds, reinvest it into another property, and defer taxes, meaning not pay. And you could do that for the rest of your life and mm. never pay taxes on that. So that's how you can continue to grow and build your, build your real estate portfolio. Now, there's different nuances. So you basically you want to work with what's called an intermediary. And basically, you you want to you you work with the intermediary. You tell them and identify a property within forty five days. They identify the prop you you identify the property. Then you want to execute on on that deal within one hundred and eighty days. Gotcha. So he's doing things like that to where he's just like deferring taxes. He's not. And he's probably going to do that till the day he dies. And his children are probably going to keep doing that as long as you're allowed to do that in the tax code. So that's one thing. Another thing is because mm. because he has. But you have to buy the property within one hundred eighty days of you. Execute on the deal, yeah, yeah. So it's a time. So and that's another. What if it thing goes to two hundred days? Then you you got to pay the capital gains. Yeah, you pretty much lose that that ten. It's it's like an exclusion, yeah. So you pretty much mm. yeah you lose you lose out on the benefit. That's crazy because that keeps investors investing. That's what and exactly. So that's what the government is trying to incentivize people to do, because if you because if you're if you're a real estate investor, you're providing housing. You're providing. You're providing living space. That's what they they want people out here, you know, living in homes or whatever. So you're pretty much taking the burden off the government instead of the government having to figure out and create like public housing and do all this other stuff. They're just like, you know what? If you go ahead and handle this for us, we're going to hook you up with this tax strategy. Mm. Yeah. I like this conversation. Right. <laughs> so it gets, it gets deep. And then, you know, Trump has all these other businesses too, right? So he has his golf courses. He's running all of those at losses. So all of them are like losing crazy money. So like I right. said, if you have those losses from the business, those losses could be applied to, to your other incomes. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. 
NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. So it can offset those that that income. And then he's probably doing a lot of things internationally. Uh another thing with his one of the things that he did was his family, right? So he has his daughter, whatever. He pays his daughter like I think a hundred two or two hundred thousand dollars in consulting fees for him mm. to consult for him. You know what I oh, mean? Wow. Because, but it probably could make sense because you know she's a Trump and she's a celebrity, and and that's how that's how the wealthy or the rich or at least the enlightened they keep money within the family because they they do these things and they're able to reduce how much how much money they pay in taxes. You gotta know the rules to the game, man. You gotta know the rules, bro. You got Golly. <laughs> it's and it goes deeper than that too. And then two, I would say with him, he has people on payroll, right? To to have his like he has attorneys, he has accountants. Like you, mm. you probably can't even get in touch with those people because you know they're probably working on like high net worth in clients or whatever. So, you know, some of the things that he he was doing, he can risk it because he has a whole bunch of people that you know gotcha. can go go to go fight for it. And for him, it's probably worth it to pay them five million. Versus giving the government ten million to him, that's probably worth mm. it. So, wow, and that's why selling weed is illegal. <laughs> that's 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 part that's part of it too. And and if you're selling weed, they they want you to 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 record that too because that's income. Yeah, that's how. So that's how they got. So check this out. That's how they got. Um, I think it was Al Capone, because you know, he was doing all this stuff. You know, on the, you know, what he was doing, right? Yeah. And um. They were ultimately able to catch him because he didn't report the money he was doing from his legal activities. And like, oh, you you're making this money over here. You didn't report it, and they got him. They got him for that. Wow. Yeah. Dang, that's deep. <laughs> that's deep. Yeah. Yo, so what about um, crypto? The crypto space. Yeah. It's so the crypto. It's not ta- you can't tax it, right? Yeah. <laughs> every every inc- like yeah you could you could tax the crypto. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Can you? <laughs> it's, it's, is it different though? Is it like undefined kind of right now? It, there's still yeah, there's still there's still some gray area around it. Um, they keep they keep changing the guidance around it, but essentially they look at it as like uh, similar to like stock or stock options or whatever. So that's kind of how they're looking at at crypto right now. But it's it's income. Like they they mm. if it's if it's income if it's money, 
they 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 want a piece. Right. Goodness yeah. gracious. Woo. That is a really good conversation, man. <laughs> it's, and it's I, I think people really just need to um to understand it. Yeah. Um, because that's how the wealthy get wealthy because they know the rules. They the know rules, and then they teach it to their kids, and we just keep the same money flowing. Right. But if not, then we take our wealth and we give it to the government through taxes, yeah. right? And we we can't ever get ahead. No. So yeah. we need to take this more seriously. I need to take this more seriously, okay? Because I ain't scared of y'all. <laughs> a little bit, I am. But uh, no, nah, I, I appreciate it. Look, I'm going to do a quick commercial, and then I'm going to have you close this out strong. Go ahead. Okay, so um, this episode is sponsored, as always, by The Morning Meetup. The Morning Meetup, themorningmeetup.com, the only organization, company, community that gathers every single day for the betterment of entrepreneurs, man. Did you know that we gather every single day, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to help entrepreneurs grow their business. We help people that aren't entrepreneurs become entrepreneurs. There are a lot of successful entrepreneurs that want to be amongst the community and they connect and they collaborate. It's an awesome, awesome community. A lot of people talk about bringing the community together, but themorningmeetup.com actually brings the community together. Hundreds of people on the line That's every single morning. Real talk. Isn't that amazing? It's insane. <laughs> yeah, man. For my for 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 the podcast listeners, I'm going to allow you to be a part of this organization for just one dollar. One dollar, man. Just try us out for seven days. Okay. After that, it's $79 a month. But if you don't like the trial over seven days, just quit. Just be like, okay, I don't want to do it. No obligation, no contract, everything's okay. But if you want to stay around, you want to be empowered for uh, less than a cup of coffee a day, you can be a part of the uh, morning meetup. So go to themorningmeetup.com. It's already set up. You don't need a promo code. Just hurry up and go. Try it out for a dollar. See if you like it. If not, um, you can leave. But you're going to want to stay. So um, go to themorningmeetup.com. Mitch. Yo. Thank you for educating our people, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. This is awesome. We've been here almost an hour of what, like, really um, necessary information. It's important, yeah. It's very, very important, man. And not only just how to save money on taxes, but why. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to start building generational wealth, it's not about making money. It's about keeping it and understanding the rules to the game. 100%. So I appreciate it, man. Thank you. I appreciate so, um, you, bro. Let anybody, oh, so you have, uh, you have a course. Yep. Right? Yep, okay. yep, yep. And I'm going to ask you a favor. Can you give us a discount? Are you able to set I, up a promo code or something? I could do that. Can you? Yeah, I could do that. Yeah. It don't got to be big, but something for like, they listened all this whole time. Right. Give them a little, you know, 10%, something like that. I, I got them. Can you do okay. that? Yeah, I'll do See that. See how uncomfortable that was? <laughs> I did that for you. That's love. Okay, That's I did so that for love. you. Okay, so, um, all right, so tell me about your program and what it does. Yeah, yeah. So Tax Wealth 101, uh, it's, it's a program pretty much going through a lot of the stuff I talked about, even more talking about how you could use taxes to create generational wealth. So in there, we start off with the tax foundation. So just really getting your mindset and having you look at taxes completely different. Because once you understand the tax code, then you start looking at life differently and start moving differently. So we talk about that. We talk about how you can use your retirement account to save money on taxes. We talk about insurance. We talk about legal loopholes. We talk about how to pay your children. We didn't even get into that, but how to pay your children through the business legally and ethically mm. to where you don't have to pay taxes and continue to build that generational wealth, using it as a vehicle to invest in and a whole bunch of other things. Pretty much, I guarantee, my, pretty, my, my, my big promise of the program is you're going to walk away from that program no more than most tax preparers. Mm. Because check this out. One of the things I'd even 
bring up and talk about was a lot of what they teach you in school. And I went to like one of the top accounting programs in the country, but it's really geared towards having you work that nine to five and kind of work in corporate America, but they don't really break down business taxes. Mm -hmm. Like that's a whole different part of the tax code that they don't really get into. It's mostly focused on, or small business taxes. They talk about business taxes, but more corporations or whatever. So yeah, once you go through that program, you're going to learn a ton. I've been getting amazing feedback. Wow. Um, people have been loving the program. I had people from your morning meetup join. Good. They've been loving it. Good, yeah. good, good. That's awesome, man. So listen, there'll be a link below somewhere. Just click that link and um, enroll. Check it out. You know what I mean? Um, so what do, like, do we put in a promo code? Maybe social proof? Can we do that? Social proof, code? yeah. Okay. I like that. All right, so there'll be a, so, there'll be a uh, promo code, uh, social proof. Just type that in, and uh, you will get uh, some love on the course, okay? So again, man, thank you so much. Appreciate thank you. Thank you so much. Let everybody know how to find you. Yeah. And uh, close this out with a word of wisdom. Word of wisdom? Okay. Yes, sir. So yeah, you, you, you all can find me at Michelle Valbrun. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-V-A-L-B-R-U-N. You can check that out. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, mostly active on, on Instagram. So definitely hit me up there. And then you can check out my website, valbrungroup.com or michellevalbrun.com. I got, I'm on YouTube, pretty much all, most of the social media platforms. So yeah. I'm, I'm out here. And then as far as I wanted to, I didn't even get to talk about this. So I did a rap. I don't know if I, don't, I, don't know if I told you, but I did a rap. You got bars? I got bars, bro. <laughs> I got a couple. Let's hear the bars, I, I, least I, man. Feel like, I feel like I got a couple of bars. Let's so, hear the bars. So check man. A, little, a little bit of background. So it's based on um, Biggie's uh, Notorious B.I.G. R.I.P. It's based on the Biggie Biggie's Ten Crack Commandments. Okay. So I flipped it and did Ten Tax Commandments. The Ten Tax the Commandments. Ten tax commandments. Ooh, so I'm gonna like run through it. Let's Acapella. Go. Let's see if I still. Let's let me see if I still got it. All right. So check it out. Runambre uno, let the IRS know how much dough you hold, cause you know. No. Evasion breeds penalties, especially if that prep messed up. Watch your tax go up. Number two, document expenses you could prove. Don't you know them boys treat lying like violence? Take it from your highness. I done see mad cats and chicks cut for their schemes and tricks. Number three, go form an LLC. A lawyer set that up. Properly draft up, D that in the state up, shoot for them big bucks. They'll get that paperwork clean up. Word up, number four. I know you heard this before. Always rely on your CPA guy, number five. <laughs> Never tax prep where you rest at. I don't care if they do it free, tell them leave. Number six, that tax advance credit, daddy. You think they're doing you a favor to forget it. Seven, this rule is so underrated. Keep your personal and business completely separated. Mm -hmm. Business and blood don't mix like politics with no tricks. Find your business serious risk. Number eight, know the date your taxes due. If you miss the deadline, they'll be coming for you. Number nine should have been number one to me. If you start a business, stay away from hobbies. If they're thinking it's a hobby, they ain't trying to listen. You'll be stressing in the kitchen when them letters start hitting number 10. A strong word, corporation, strictly for biz men, not for fresh men. If you ain't got investors, then say hell no, because they're going to want your money. Rain, sleet, hell, snow. Follow these rules. You have mad bread to break up. If not, 24 years on the wake up. Flow hit your temple. Watch your frame shake up. Caretaker did your makeup. When you pass, my bad. I hope you rake up a lot of cash with beachfront in Jamaica with a triple in star shift to hook a stick up. Gotta go, gotta go. More returns to make up. Hey, word up. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I love it. I'm the 10-tax commandments. I like that. Yes, joint. sir. And you can check. I actually got a, a website too, 10taxcommandments.com. I got, a, I got a whole lyric video. Word. where I rap it. I went to the studio. I was inspired to do it. 
And I was just like, it just it just came to me, and I was just like, yo, let me let me make it official. Yeah. Went to the studio, <laughs> dropped, the, dropped the vocals, and yeah. That was hard. Yo, Appreciate man, you. go make sure y'all. Make sure I put this on repeat. Listen, repeat. Bump that in your system. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Mitch, I appreciate you, my appreciate brother. You, Thank bro. you so much for coming. Listen, we can't close it out no stronger than that, man. So listen, go get you some social proof. Go build something. Pay taxes on the money that from that came from what you built. And then um, teach other people the game. So you can have generational wealth, okay? Teach everybody else the secrets so your community can grow. So go get you some social proof. I will see you at the bank. Peace. Peace.